0: Episode 116 of the Marketing Life podcast. And today, guys, we have a special guest on the show. A man by the name of Casey. I forgot his last name, but he reached out to me and he shared, he wanted to share his system on what he does to follow up with leads. Now, the reason why I wanted him on the show is because that's a super important part of online marketing, is actually the lead follow up a lot of times we generate the leads, we get them into the systems, but sometimes there's not a proper system of follow-up in place. Now that's where the disconnect of online marketing kind of starts to happen or the lead generator starts to happen, right? Now that starts to kind of turn over to the sales side of things. So I thought that by bringing him on the show, it would help you guys better understand how you can follow up with your leads that are coming in through your pipeline. So let's dive in. Hey guys, so we got Casey on the show. So today he's going to share those three tips with following up with his lead. So I'm going to turn it over to you, Casey.
1: All right. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Big fan of the show. And I'm excited to be here. So uh, my name is Casey Yoder. I'm founder of a company called Nudge. We're based in Stillwater, Minnesota. So the Twin Cities area. Um, And I just wanted to share, I've been listening to the podcast and so much great information. You've touched on lead follow-up a little bit, which is what we do um, so I wanted to share our three-by-three three method to convert more leads into sales opportunities. So kind of just uh, best practices and very simple steps that we think any business can take to improve the amount of leads that they're able to engage, connect with, and, and qualify and get a sales opportunity with. Um, awesome. Yeah, so kind of the first one is to follow up fast. Um, there's all sorts of statistics out there. You can follow up within the first five minutes of getting a lead. Uh, you're like 600 times more likely to engage them, uh, qualify them, and get that sales opportunity. And then, you know, waiting 15 minutes, it goes down to like 200 times. And if you wait an hour, it just plummets. So uh, when you get a lead, you know, they're thinking about you. They're in an action frame of mind. Um, So you want to follow up as fast as possible, ideally within five minutes. So that's a simple first step to take.
0: Okay, so um, just give the audience a little bit, an idea within those five minutes. What, what does that look like? Like, are you calling them, texting them, emailing them all at the same time? Like, how does that window of five minutes actually look?
1: Yeah, so uh, the back half of our three by three is we, we when we manage our clients' campaigns, uh, we use text, phone, and email to communicate. Uh, we'll run a lot of tests, to see if their customer base is more responsive to text or phone. Um, But for us, it typically looks one of two ways. We'll either get that lead right away, we'll pick up the phone, call them. If they don't answer the phone, we'll leave a voicemail, tell them that we're gonna send them a text message, and then we immediately hang up the phone, uh, have that text message send, and then they can respond either with a phone call or a text. And the response is overwhelmingly done via text. Awesome. So uh, yeah, that's kind of how we approach it. We we don't even email until uh, typically like day three of a, a campaign trying to get in touch. So we're very much phone and text message and SMS based.
0: Okay, cool.
1: So you get that fast response time. And then the second step um, is following up frequently. So we kind of call it like being politely persistent. Our frame of mind is these people reached out to us. They want us to get in touch with them. Uh, if, if it doesn't happen after the first time, uh, we'll continue to follow up uh, with our clients. We will follow up basically until we hear back, and they told us to get—they tell us to get lost. Um, but at minimum, you should be attempting to follow up at least six times. And again, that's just kind of best practices where you're going to have the best uh, luck connecting with them. And it's almost counterintuitive—we found those people that uh, you continue to reach out to, continue to reach out to and you don't hear back until 6th, 7th, 8th attempt at contacting them, uh, typically they will actually move forward with you more frequently, I think because you're the only one that's still reaching out to them. So whenever they get back into that decision-making mode, you're on the top of their mind, um, and you're kind of who they think to reach out to. So uh, be politely persistent and continue to follow up.
0: Awesome. I like that. So, like, it's interesting. So, you're saying it's usually like seven or eight times that these people will move forward. By the eight you know what?
1: I would say the majority of people get back to you right away. Um, but those ones that do not get back to you, like, most companies are going to attempt to call them once, text them once, call them twice, maybe. Very few are going to do it three times maybe on the customer's end something came up the timing got pushed back a couple weeks whatever it is we have no idea if you're still continuing to reach out to them you make it super easy for them to get in touch with you um you're the ones that they're going to reach out to whenever they get back into that decision making mode and are ready to to move forward with whatever your product or service is so most people are going to respond right away but those ones that don't for whatever reason Like we just don't assume that we know why that is. So we just keep reaching out, keep reaching out until we hear
0: something. Gotcha. I like that. Just because like the whole concept too with like online marketing is it's proven that sometimes it takes like eight touches before people turn into buyers or even like fill out a form. So it's like the same concept is like, okay, well, we get a form fill after eight times, but now it's like, well, maybe even more times again. We're having to reach out to them, so that's really inf- interesting information that you guys have seen on your end. So, thanks for sharing yeah. that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it is—it's cool to see, and uh, it's hard to do. It's kind of hard to get over that mental hurdle of, "Well, I've reached out two, three, four, five times. Nobody's called me back. I don't just want to keep calling." But uh, things happen on the other end, so we just encourage everybody to continue to do so. Awesome. Then, <clears throat> the last thing. Um, that we would recommend there, in the first of the three by three, is uh, keeping a good list. So obviously, CRM's are huge. Hopefully your company has one. Uh, if not, like Google Sheets, whatever it is, keep track of all the leads that you have coming in, um, the ones that go cold, the ones that uh, are still warm, the ones that turn into customers. Uh, we track and we recommend companies track as best they can. Um, all the conversations that they have, all the different touch points, and then that can be super valuable down the road. So obviously some leads are going to convert for you. They're going to turn into customers. You can give yourself a huge leg up if you have that information. And so we work with a lot of home service businesses. So let's say an HVAC company. um, We're in Minnesota, so furnace tune-ups are big in the fall and early winter here. Well, our clients are able to, because they're keeping a good list, have a good database, circle back with the people who did their furnace tune-up a year ago, reach out to them via text, uh, get them to schedule an appointment very easily. So it's really boosted their retention rate um, and made made it very easy to fill up their calendar without spending a ton of money on additional advertising every year.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, definitely money's in the list. So especially in those home service industries like that you're talking about. So that's one thing that, you know, I've talked about on this podcast, you know, you have like local listing, like, like fixed locations and things like that. Then you can, you know, you have companies that are online and they just ship products. And to me, that's one of the huge benefits of like a fixed location is that you can just have a database of people and customers as long as you're keeping them happy they're going to keep your business afloat. So I think that's awesome. What you guys are doing is keeping, you know, those lists organized and making sure that, you know, that those customers are happy. And when something goes south or whenever they're ready for an an upgrade or whatever, you guys just send out a text. So that's really awesome. that You guys are doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And we totally agree. And, you know, we've found once you open up that line of communication with people, especially via text people, it's so easy and it's kind of, on their terms, when you go back and forth, but uh, when you when you've established that communication, you do a good job, and I've heard you touch that, touch on it on other episodes, like it's way easier to get ask and get reviews. It's way easier to ask and get referrals. So uh, when you're able to communicate one on one with customers at scale, which text I think is the easiest way to do, uh, I can do a ton of really good things for your business.
0: Awesome. That is awesome. So. And then
1: the second half of that, that three by three is just kind of how we communicate. Um, and, and text has grown to the top of our list without a doubt. Uh, we still will do a lot of calling for our clients. Um, I think part of that is, you know, generational, but I think there's, depending on where the lead come from, comes from, especially the more digital leads, Uh, Even if you don't ever talk to the person, if you end up leaving them a voicemail, they like to hear a voice, know that it's somebody real on the other end. Uh, So that's still powerful. And then uh, we do email as well, Um, and some people just prefer to communicate like that. So if you can keep all three in the mix, uh, we found that to be very beneficial. And then we always recommend, like, if somebody uh, texts you back, well, they prefer to communicate via text, so stay on that text channel if they email you back same thing um and if, if you have to guide it somewhere else make sure you let them know don't just start texting them after you've been emailing them gotcha that makes sense.
0: no that makes total sense makes total sense so well cool man is that like your basically your three-step process then as far as everything goes
1: yeah yeah that's uh that's what kind of we put out um for companies who who don't want to use our service for whatever reason uh, those are kind of the basic steps you can take it's not rocket science but it's all in the execution so if you can figure out a way to, uh, to follow up fast follow up frequently and keep a good list i think you'll be ahead of uh, what most companies are doing and then of course uh, the, the companies that we work with we are able to do a ton of split testing and phone versus text response all that sort of stuff so if you get really into it um, you study the lead follow-up process and best practices. There's, there's some things that you can do to really optimize uh, the amount of revenue you're generating from your advertising campaigns.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm going to ask a little uh, broader question about this. Just curious. So what softwares do you recommend as far as like call, text, and email? Is there a specific software that you recommend?
1: So uh, we we at nudge provide a fully managed solution and we built our own um sms software that we use which is uh what we're kind of that's kind of our differentiator and part of what we offer um there's frankly uh not a shortage of text companies out there um i would say the biggest thing is make sure you find one that you can be interactive with so two-way texting not just a uh, text service where you can send them out, but you can't get them in and respond so uh, you know I would just google it. I don't want to throw any names out, but
0: I would <laughs> just google it no, you're uh, totally fine
1: yeah there there's a lot of them out there. just make sure that they're interactive they're two ways, so when you're getting text back, you can respond um individually to each one.
0: Gotcha, well, cool, that's awesome. sounds like you guys are you guys are crushing it so.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's good stuff. Really appreciate you having me on. Um, if anybody wants to look at our website, it's just nudgesystem.com. There's some good blogs on there about the weed follow-up process and all that that might be able to help somebody out. So uh, appreciate it. And I have learned a ton from you. So thank you for uh, continuing to put the podcast out. I look forward to it every week.
0: <laughs> Sounds good, man. All I can ask is uh, go leave me a review. Help me keep pushing. So
1: <laughs> I'm on it. All right.
0: <laughs> Sounds good, Casey. Well, thanks for your time. And I appreciate you sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us.
1: Yes, sir. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Have a good day, Taylor. Thank you.
0: Sounds good. Thanks. See you.
1: All right. Peace.
0: So guys, thanks for listening to the show. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me if you want more questions about lead follow-up. Like you said, like Casey said, you guys can reach out to him and ask him questions as well. But guys, realize that it is super important that you have a system to follow up when you generate your leads. Make sure you're texting them, emailing them, calling them, and really have a dialed-in system of the follow-up in place. And this, again, will help your company scale and grow. So thanks, guys, for listening to this show today. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Other than that, guys, peace.